Hi, my name is Nancy and I welcome you to the second to last podcast on anorexia in children and teens. Like the last podcast, we will be looking at a topic that's directly connected to anorexia. And this time I wanted to focus on self-injurious behavior. And this is mostly seen in teen girls, but I wanted to look more into it and see how it's related to children, both genders and in general to anorexia. If you were wondering what self-injurious behavior is, it is repetitive, intentional hurting to yourself. And this could be in the form of bruising, cutting, burning, or self-poisoning yourself. And it is to cause pain and ultimately tissue damage. This is not only observed in children or teens with anorexia and not every a person that has anorexia will exhibit this behavior but it is frequently seen amongst uh, people with anorexia and other types of eating disorders as well as people that have borderline personality and post-traumatic stress but it is also found to be in other types of psychiatric disorders. You may be wondering why I decided to dedicate this podcast to this topic, and it is because it is directly connected to anorexia in children and teens. As I mentioned before, anorexia has the tendency for the person to put their bodies through extreme stress and harm in order to achieve the body image that they want. And they make themselves throw up intentionally by placing their fingers into their throat. They starve themselves and they put their bodies through extreme physical activity. And these are some of the uh, behaviors that children or teens exhibit that are found to be diagnosed with anorexia. While researching, I found many articles and research papers that support the idea that self-injurious behavior SIB is common among teens and children that have an eating disorder such as anorexia and there was one study that caught my attention in which they took the charts of 1,432 adolescents with an eating disorder that were between the ages of 10 through 21 at an academic center in January of 1997 and in 2008 in the month of April, and they reviewed them. They found that the patients that were screened, and this is the date when they started to gather the charts, and for 11 years up to April 2008, they finally decided to review the results came to be found that 40.8% of those with uh, an eating disorder were also found to be engaging in SIB. So what they found were trends and those uh, of the ages 10 through 21 that were diagnosed with anorexia were also engaging and tended to be female have either anorexia or bulimia nervosa which is what i mentioned in the last podcast and they had other types of tendencies such as eating purging or substance abuse and 
those that were engaging in both an eating disorder and purging were more likely to report that they were also engaging in SIB. And this is because a what a lot of people with anorexia do is that they want the ideal body image that they have created in their mind. As I mentioned in the beginning podcast, um, children and teens have been made to believe that their body looks different from how it truly is. And what many of these uh, children and adolescents will do is they will take a sharp object and create cuts or even sometimes to the extent of burning themselves or any type of physical harming or cutting of their tissue across their abdomen because they believe that they are not thin and that they are very large and maybe not as firm as they would like in their abdomen area or their stomach area. So they will cause harm to themselves in order to internalize even more the fact that they are not how they want to be. As I mentioned in the last podcast when we were reviewing the differences between anorexia and bulimia, the set goal for anorexia is to become thin and to become the ideal image that you have created in your mind and many of these children and teens as you can see in the study almost half of those were found to be engaging in this behavior they do this typically let's say that they are not reaching their goal at the pace that they would like they are not losing the weight as fast as they would like they will start uh, hurting their themselves and making themselves feel pain so that in a sense they become more motivated to lose weight faster and like another example that I keep coming across is that if they let's say ate too many calories one day or they caught they stopped themselves or caught themselves uh, eating like for example uh, a dessert that's very high in calories after they did that, they will go into a uh, area or space where they have privacy and they will take a sharp object and start cutting themselves across the areas where they feel that they have not progressed fast enough or, or that they are not happy with. And this topic is really important to look into and understand and there's so many different things intertwined with an eating disorder especially anorexia in children and teens this makes it even more difficult as i mentioned in the last podcast uh, when you are trying to uh, get help and rehabilitation people with anorexia it's difficult for them to get better as i mentioned before there are no medications that are proven to help the person gain weight health in a healthy way there is a lot of relapse and falling back into anorexia unlike bulimia that's faster in a couple of months the person becomes well again anorexia can take years and not every single case is successful there is not a very high rate in success recovery not only will the person have to learn how to eat in a healthy manner and regain weight in a healthy way and just create a 
mental image of themselves that they are happy with so that they do not relapse, they will also have to fight against the tendencies and behaviors that they uh, created and that they have become familiar with. It becomes a habit. They will ultimately become numb to the pain and keep going deeper, cutting themselves even more to cause even more harm because they've gotten used to it and and something that's very important with SIB is that the it's it could be lethal the person could cut themselves wrong they could cause an infection in their body and they don't want anybody to know because as we mentioned before uh people with anorexia try to do it privately they won't try to show signs or symptoms that of what they're doing they want to become thin and that's their main goal and not a lot of people could catch on that somebody is going through this. So a lot of people won't get help or ultimately it's fatal. Something that's important and uh, I would like for people to get from the series of podcasts I have been doing in anorexia in children and teens is that there is a lot of research on anorexia, but there isn't as much research as I would have thought on anorexia in children and teens. And I feel like it's something important that we have to look at because of all the pressure from the media and from society for children to uh, be very thin and look like models. And then we have all this technology where people can like create photoshops of themselves and make themselves look different and lighting and all of these effects that can create or make a person feel like they are different and they don't want to be different they want to be like the people that they look up to so something else that i would like for you to take away from this is that there isn't much research on SIB self-injurious behavior in relation to anorexia in children and teens because of once again there is a lot of loopholes that you have to go through such as gathering data from children and looking at test subjects and not every case is caught with uh, children and teens and it could be developed in their childhood years and teen years but it might be diagnosed when they're adults and then it's looked at as an adult case there needs to be more done there needs to be more research in children and teens and anorexia and bulimia and self-injurious behavior because and at the end of the day they're all related there needs to be more research on how to create more successful rates and rehabilitation for somebody going through anorexia try to bring up the percentages as high as those of recovery and of those uh, diagnosed with bulimia and for more research on self-injurious behavior in children and teens i did come across research but there should be more research that is recent and even in multiple of the papers they mentioned that there is little cases out there there is little amounts of research but not as much as there should be this is becoming a topic and a mental illness that people need to become more aware of and hopefully these podcasts have helped for you to be able to distinguish between anorexia and bulimia as i mentioned before i hadn't i didn't really know the differences i just thought they both happened at the same time and 
self-injurious behavior i've seen like tv shows where they show that the person is cutting their stomach and that but i never looked deeply into it one of the tendencies that is seen from the little bit of research that is out there in children and teens that are going through anorexia and self-injurious behavior is that it is typically found in females and those that are engaging in substance abuse or have been abused or have a mood disorder are typically more likely to be engaging in SIB. There needs to be more guidance and structure for providers diagnosing or screening for SIB and there also needs to be more work done in this area of mental illnesses and as a society I hope we can progress and move forward together to get the help for these children, teens and anybody else that needs it. As mentioned, there are many limitations with these types of studies and there as well hasn't been a large study carried out looking at SIB and anorexia in children and teens. There have been many small studies, but nothing large with um, concrete results. And this just needs more work done, needs to be more looked into. There needs to be more awareness created. And hopefully you can help do this.